Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I was thinking about this. I was like, all the ladies are going to be here. I was like, well, praise God. How many know? I don't like themes. I'm not big on themes. You know, I like staying in the spirit realm, you know. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, God, Father's Day. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and it's exciting because you got to, you know, you go preach something like, oh, here's the five keys of being a father. And all the ladies are sitting here going, great. Welcome to church. I really want to sit through this. But I guess we had to sit through Mother's Day, so you got to sit through Father's Day. It's kind of like, you know, you got 52 weeks, so you got to take one for the team. This is the way. Nah. So I was like, no, nah, man. I was like, God, what do you want to do? And I wanted to talk about our Heavenly Father, because that's the one common thing that we all have in this room, that we all have a Heavenly Father. And your Heavenly Father is not like your earthly father. Thank God. Happy Father's Day to my dad. He's the OG. He's the, he's the real deal. I'm talking about you, so you know you're the man. Amen, he is. He's the best. And, and, but a lot of you guys didn't hear me have, like, a great home life. And, you know, you start hearing, like, Father's Day, man, don't, I don't want, you know, it, some people it's not good. And I don't want you to think that your earthly dad is the topic of what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about your heavenly father, as we all have had great earthly dads, and maybe some of you did, and maybe some of you didn't. I want you to know that your heavenly father is totally different than anybody you've ever seen in your life. And it's our responsibility to find out who our heavenly father is, and it's our responsibility to find out what he does. And I think today, just for everybody, if you're a believer and you're in the building, we have to understand who our father is. And I think when you kind of look at some of this stuff today, it's kind of neat because we understand how this all happened. You know, in the Old Testament, the word father is only used a couple times. And it was prophetic about what was to come because right then and there, God, he wasn't their father right then and there. People just didn't think of God as a father. They thought of him a creator, the almighty one, God of Israel, and so on. Then Jesus comes along and introduces God to be our father and changes everything. And calling God the father, Jesus shattered every stereotype of God. God's not angry with you. God's not mad at you. God's not vengeful towards you. Instead, he's the personal God and he's created you with the ability to have a relationship with him. And that's what he wants more than anything else. God's different than an earthly father because God isn't like any man. The truth is, while we may have had good or bad dads or whatever's going on, fathers don't change the character of God. God changes the character of fathers. And we all have one. I like to look at Luke 11, 1, because I think this really just gets her going. I know so many times that we look at Luke 11, 1 about prayer, and it's true. It's probably one of the greatest prayer chapters in the Bible. But I just thought of something just a little different and really kind of helped me see something. It says, and it came to pass that when he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said, teach us to pray. And I thought about something. We all use it for prayer, and it's true. 
But something just got my attention there, and this is what it was. These guys watch Jesus talk about his heavenly father, point everything back to his father, told him that's why he came to the earth. I don't say anything that my father doesn't tell me to say. I don't do anything that my father doesn't tell me to do. His relationship with his father was not only amazing, but it was attractive. Because how could this guy, Jesus, these guys are watching the persecution that he's walking through, the pain that he's walking through, the problems that occurred, the persecution, the eventual place where Jesus even told him, he said, I'm going to die. I'm going to raise from the dead. But forget about the raise from the dead right then and there. They couldn't even figure out the resurrection. They're just stuck on he's going to die, fulfilling the cause of this father. Who is he? I don't know if Luke 11 was really about just prayer. I think it was something attracting the disciples to say, what does this guy have that we don't have that he wants to serve his father the way he wants to? We want to know how. So it's not just teach me to pray. It's teach me to understand what I don't understand about you because he obviously understands something about his father that I don't understand. It's a question we probably all ask ourselves. You know, I asked myself this the other day. You know, is your relation, is my personal, is, is my personal relationship with God at the place where he's not just Lord because it changes, but he's in a fatherly position where you can go, you know, the girls are here today, but, you know, they don't, they don't share everything with me, my girl. They do, but you know what I mean? You got your mom. But how many of you know the boys, they share everything with their dad? Not yet, but it's coming. And when it's coming, you better be prepared because it's not pretty. They tell you everything. I said, just don't tell your mother. Whatever you do, don't tell your mother any of this conversation we're having. Why? Because he feels comfortable. You know, you've been there. You're going to get there. You better get ready. All those little boys, get ready. He coming one day. And don't act shocked neither. When he shows up, would he do it like this, Billy? Just pretend you knew it was coming. And just go like this. Yeah, yeah, I did that too. Yeah, worse. And your grandfather, even worse. Praise God. Just, it's all good. You're going to be all right. Why? Why? Because he's coming to me like you ain't going to judge me. And if you break that relationship with judgment, you're going to have problems later because they ain't going to come to you no more. You can't be shocked. And I started thinking about God. We think like, oh, I'm going to break the relationship. He knows your heart. He knows what you do, man. He knows what you think. You ain't pulling no fast one over on God, you know what I mean? When you think like, I don't want to let God know I'm really thinking that, he already know what you're thinking. Come on, you know what I'm saying? When your kids, if they don't tell, you don't know. Come on. But with God, he knows everything, man. When he, you tell God, God's like, I already know that. I was there. I seen it from the grandstand in the sky. I know what you were thinking. I know where you were. I know what time. I know. So what are we really holding back besides an ability to have a relationship because we feel like there's these inconsistencies in our relationship that are going to determine how God sees us in his relationship, and it's total baloney. God doesn't change who he is. 
because our life might not be where it needs to be. God stays the same yesterday, today, forever. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. Why am I telling you that? Point number one, he is your heavenly father. You have to cultivate that relationship. That's what you got to do. You got to spend time with him. And this is what I think happens. Religion tells you who he is. I had somebody just the other day, people like, man, I went to church and everybody's going to hell. That's where they went to church. Everybody's going to hell. That's all you heard every week. You're going to hell. Everybody get, get saved every week, right? Y'all, some, look, man, some of you know what I'm talking about. You been there? You know what I mean? Everybody going to hell. God's mad. God's going to hit you in the head with a hammer because y'all been bad. You know what I'm saying? We went to Catholic church. They didn't know what was up. You know what I mean? It's kind of scary. God bless the Catholics. Praise the Lord. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But the thing is this. You come with all these religious opinions, and you never really see the true character of someone until you spend time with them. It's kind of like this. I told them in the morning service. You ever, you ever, have you ever been, like, not met a person, but everybody told you about the person, and you got a stereotype about the person the moment you meet them? Because everybody was telling you something bad about them. You know, I got, preachers are the best at this, right? There was this one guy, and they were like, oh, that guy's no good, man. He's no good. I was like, all right, chill, man, chill, because I don't, I don't play with that stuff. I don't, I don't hang around that mess. You know what I mean? I don't let people, and I don't let people talk. I don't let people talk about my friends, and if I don't know you, I don't want that junk in my ear because I don't know. But everybody was like, the dude's a little weird. I was like, okay, he's a little weird. Whatever, you said he's weird, he said he's weird. And I go meet the guy, and I'm like thinking, what's the first thought I'm thinking? He's a little weird. You know what I mean? So I'm a little goofy about you. I, I, so what do I kept doing? All the while, I'm looking for the goofy. You want to know what I found out? He wasn't goofy. I went back and told another guy, I said, you don't know what you're talking about. That dude ain't goofy. And now the guy wants to be his friend. I said, you should have been his friend from the beginning. You listen to these other ding-dongs like me. What are we doing? What do we have? We have a stereotype about someone based upon what? Other people's opinions. Not their experiences because they didn't experience nothing with the guy. This is why you can't go in this thing with God. We got a little bit of religion hanging on all of us. You don't think so? It's true. Think about how you go to God. Think about how you communicate with God. So what do I want to do? I want to eradicate some of that mess today so that you and God can go on this journey with your heavenly father. Like what? With a brand new freedom. Ain't that cool? You know what I'm saying? Because we get a little, sometimes we get, a little bit drawn back because we have this formality about God, and this is what Jesus was teaching in this thing of prayer. This is so good. You're going to love this, right? So what he said, and it came to pass when he was praying in a certain place, right? One of his disciples said, Jesus teaches us to pray. Ooh, this is great. Jesus taught him, John taught him how to pray, teaches to pray. And he said, okay, when you pray, look at verse 2, when you pray, say what? Our Father, which art in heaven. You like that one? Hmm. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, I didn't nobody praying like this, I hope. Praise be to God. Keep it a little bit more personal. Father, forgive my sins. For we are what? Forgive us everyone that is dead unto us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Which of you? Look at verse 5. Right? And he said, what's this got to do with prayer? Look, verse 5 is goofy. And he said to him, which one of you shall have a friend and shall go in him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves? What? Isn't this goofy? This is like the platform of prayer. Jared, isn't this stupid? Just a little bit. Like, we asked you how to pray, man. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Amen. When you go to Derek's house and bang on the door and ask for three loaves of bread, what happened to prayer? How'd five show up? You ever ask yourself this question? What, what do you have? What is banging on Fran's door in the middle of the night looking for bread got to do with praying, man, besides irritating the whole house? And I said, there's something in this. There's something in this. I come all the way to the house and bang on the door. Three so guys, hey, Reese, get up. I need some bread. Pastor Chris lost it. Is he crazy? Banging on my door? What? I want to bang on your door and get bread. What are you, nuts? What does this have to do? And, and, and he said it. Jesus is teaching in the parable, and he said to them, hey, which of you has a friend? I ain't got no friend. I'm going to midnight and ask him to give me three loaves of bread. You, need to, you guys are not paying attention. Hear what I'm saying. He pre now, some of you are. A couple of the other guys are a little slow in school. Come on, catch up. Are you getting what I'm saying? What sense does this make? Talk about prayer. Next thing you know, he's like, hey, go to Kevin's house, bang on the door at 3 o'clock in the morning, give me some bread. Midnight. Show up at somebody's house. That's rude. Hello? Right? Right? Yeah, look. Right? Right? It was like, you get shot, Jesus. You roll around like that now. For a friend of mine, this is crazy. Look at six. He's giving a seat. I'm going to give you some secrets today. Okay? This is good stuff. Don't get nervous. I know where I'm going. I'm good at this. For a friend of mine, in his journey, has come to me and said, I ain't got no food. And from within, shall I answer and say, Hey, he's saying, the friend goes, stop bugging me. The door's shut. My children are in bed. I'm not rising and giving you jack. Okay? That's its terminology. Let me give you this terminology, okay? Because it's these and thous and those. You don't pay attention. You're like, and I'm saying to you, look at verse 8. I'm saying to you, though he will not rise and give him because he's his friend. Say right there. Said, I'm not going to get up because he's my friend. But because of his importunity, he will raise and give him, rise and give him as much as he needed. That bothered me right there. What you mean, import? What does importunity mean anyway? You know what I'm saying? Like he said, hey, I go to your house, I bang on the door, I need some bread, and you're going to give it to me, not because we're buddies, but because of my importunity. I like that word importunity. I didn't know what it meant, so I looked it up. Y'all want to know what importunity means? You guys ready for this? Everybody say, I'm going somewhere with this, okay? I know where I'm going. Just chill out. I preached at 9 o'clock and went over big. Act excited. Look, right? Importunity. Reckless audacity. Shamelessness. Right? That's what the word means. Reckless audacity. Don't you think that's a little bit ostentatious to show up in the middle of the night, banging on the door, saying, give me bread? You better get with this, man. Right? Shameless. Ain't got no shame. Insolence, which I had to look up because I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't know all of it. So Webster said this, rude, disrespectful behavior. How many got some of that going on? Amen. Reckless or disregard of consideration by the one making a request. And I, got, I said, what in the heavens importunity got to do with prayer? And I got it. And you know what the first thing I thought about? 
me in my natural father's house. I don't ask you for nothing in that house. I just take it. <laughs> I roll up in there. I open the freezer. What you got? I didn't ask for permission to eat nothing up in there. I just eat it, left it. One time you had ice pops or something in there. I ate the last one. I left the box in there and just pulled a wrapper through it and I eat it. Like, I'm like, well, it's my dad's house. I ain't going to your house and act like that. I ain't going to show up at your house and act like that. I ain't going to nobody's house in this church and act like that. But I'm at my father's house. I don't really care. Oh, man, I remember, like, sticking my hands in food. If you come by the house, my hand might have been in it. She get mad at me, but guess what? I don't care. I didn't ask for no permission to pick. You know, picky, we call it picky, you know, picking. I'm picking at a plate. Yeah, I'm grazing. Yeah, I'm sticking my hand up in it. Well, praise God. Why? It's their house. I don't have no home back in my father's house because I belong there. And there's nothing goofy I'm going to ask for. Now, listen, you're not being rude overboard, but get what I'm saying. This is not the kind of behavior I would have in your house. Why? It's not appropriate. What is he teaching about prayer? He's not telling you to be rude. He's not telling you to be inappropriate. He's not trying to act you to uh, uh, acting, asking you to act like some kind of un, 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 unbehaviorable person. But you know what he's saying? You better get familiarized with your father's house because you got access to it anytime you want. Stop living like people outside of the house and walk up in there like you're supposed to be in the house. I don't ask for permission. I just go in. That is the importunity side of it. Do you get it? Yeah. It's beyond boldness. It's a right of privilege based upon it's my father. I don't have to ask. If I go to your house, I got to ding dong. There I walk in. I had to ask, hey, you got something to drink? There I go get a drink out of the cart and put it back. What's the big deal? It's their house. I don't do that, but you know. You know what I'm saying? If I do, just go where I want. I don't go in there and take the TV remote and ask. If it ain't on, I'm taking it. Are you there? What is, what's importunity? He's not saying you're a rude jerk. You know what he's saying? I belong there. It's my dad. I got to ask. It's my privilege. It's my right. I thought about this. You ever think of this? This is so cool. I got, I got some guys, man. I got this one guy. He's like a CEO. Got a friend. He's balling. I see him as, sir, yeah, I, I, I don't even call him by his first name. Everybody else calls him by his first name. I, I refuse to call him by his first name. I go, hey, Mr. So-and-so. He goes, how are you? More than him. And I go, yeah. And he goes, you know what, though? His kids, he's, that's their dad. He's the CEO of the company. To me, he's the CEO. To the kids, that's my dad. I go in and act like a fool in there. If they wanted to, why? Because you see him as the CEO. I see him as my father. You've seen that in the corporate world, right? You have men, what, they're very prestigious or something. The kids don't care. They run up in there and jump all over jack stuff, jack the office up. They can care less. Why? Because guess what? It's, that's, my that's my father. That ain't no CEO of nothing. Are you getting what I'm saying? My father's the CEO of heaven. Your heavenly father, he's the CEO of heaven. But guess what? You the son. You the daughter. Go see your heavenly father. Stop living like you don't belong there and run in there like you own the place. That's what he's saying. He came with importunity. Why? He did not, he expected it because of what? Not friendship, but what? The relationship. That's my father. Give you whatever, give my father is a liberal giver. He'll give you whatever you need. 
He doesn't care. He don't care if you pay him back neither. Come on, man. Your heavenly father don't care about that. He don't care. He ain't expected. What? He's going to take care of you. So write this down. Number two, the power of confidence in your heavenly position with your father is key. It's priceless. Write that down. No, no takers, take pictures, whatever. Do you understand that? Does that make sense? Because why? That's what I'm telling you. He understood position, position trumps it all. It's my father, man. He wants to give it to you. Your heavenly father wants to give you the world. The Bible says, he said, heaven belongs to God, but the earth belongs to man. He gave you the world as your inheritance. That's great news. Look what it says right here. Right? I love that. Importunity. Reckless audacity. Shamelessness. Reckless regard or consideration. Going for it. Now, that ain't rude, but it's a posture of what? I belong. Yeah. Okay. Say, Pastor Chris, I got it. You got that the next time you go into prayer? You're going to change the world. Why? That's my dad, man. What's he not going to do for you? He goes on to tell you. We're going to read it, right? Right just now, number three. Check this out. Your heavenly father is here to help you. That's what he wants to do. He ain't staying back out there. He wants to help you. Everything you need help. Pop that. Take a picture. Look what it says in the message Bible. I love this. In Matthew 7. It says, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This isn't some cat and mouse hide-and-seek game we're in. If your child asks for bread, do you trick him with sawdust? If he asks for a fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? That'd be kind of funny, wouldn't it? And that, next time the kids say they don't want to eat green beans, put a rattler on the plate or something like that. He'd be like, hey, I'll eat whatever you put, Ma. <laughs> you guys, you ever, can you imagine? Man, imagine my mother did that, right? I don't want to eat that. Can you imagine that? Jesus, good God, don't do that. Somebody will try it and get me in trouble, right? Look, as bad, look at this. As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent, what, to your own children. So don't you think God, who conceived you in love, will be even better? Ain't that good news? Your Heavenly Father is here to help you with everything. Look what it says in Psalm 62.8. I know this seems simple, but man, if we really got a revelation of this, Everything we walk through in life, you're going to be like, man, God's for me. How many days do you mind deal? Well, check this out, right? So when's my healing coming? Why are you mind dealing that? Your heavenly father already set it up. That ain't easy, though, because when you're in the pain, that's hard. But you get what I'm saying. Like, you think about it. We really, are we really this solid in this stuff? No. Where's the money at? What do you mean? You think your daddy's going to let you be a day late or a dollar short? Why are you sweating where it's at? It's here. See what I'm saying? Well, you got this kind of like audacity. You ain't ro you roll like a, it's done. Well, where is it? Don't worry about it. You get your check. When you need that check, that check will be there. My dad don't leave me. The edge, man. How much you got in the bank account? Jack. Where you going to get that money? My dad ain't going to stiff me. You see what I'm saying? Are you, oh, y'all know this, I, oh, this is simple. Yeah, you know it? The, the doctor said you're going to die. Well, okay, thanks, doc. 
but I got news for you. I'll be back next month. You ain't supposed to live that long. How long ain't I supposed to live? Oh, you say I got three months? Set me an appointment, third month, fourth month, fifth month, sixth month. Book me once a month for the rest of the year. I'll come just show you what God can do. Amen. That, oh, but yeah, you, you got this. You know what I'm talking about. This ain't just talk. Now you got to put a little walk in the talk. My dad, you think my dad, my dad ain't going to leave me? Look, your earthly, look, you guys have got a good earthly dad, right? There ain't nothing so stupid I can do that he going to leave me out there to hang. I love my kids, right? Come on, you love your kids. Let's take you. Man, when they act a fool, you still going to be there. And you're going to tell them, I got spiritual kids, right, grown adults. I said, you were, I had one this week. I said, you were so stinking dumb. How in the heaven did you get in this mess, you dipstick? And I'm going to smack you. Now we're done with the, now we're done. So I smacked him around, and then I said, okay, now it's over. But you better start lit, uh, yes, sir. Uh, I'm abandoning him. I'm going to say, oh, you, 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 I only keep you when you're good. But when you're bad, I don't want you. Come on, man. Stop it. You ain't doing this earthly. That's what he's saying. Earthly parents don't do that. What do you think God's going to do with you? Come on, you know what I'm saying? They do not always perform perfectly. Neither did you. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So you don't just cut them out when they're good or bad. You got to keep them in the good and the bad. So what does that mean for me and you? Man, my dad in heaven's looking at you going, man, he's laughing. He probably laughs at us like, here you go again. Here we go again. Right? Dead. Come on, right? Why? Because this is what you got to understand. Look at Psalm 62.8. Join me, everyone. Trust only in God every moment. Tell him all your troubles. Pour out your how longers to him. Believe me when I tell you, he will help you. Are we trusting in God? Are we going to him? Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't know the character. He's a liberal giver. That's what James said. I gave him that scripture. I think it's James 1.17 or something. It's in there. But look at this one. This is what you got to realize. Every gift God freely gives us is good. Every perfect streaming down from the Father of lights who what? Shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow of darkness and is never subject to change. You know what that means? Everything God gives is good. God only gives you good gifts. If it ain't good, it didn't come from God. If it's bad, God ain't in it. If it ain't got life in it, God ain't in it. God is a good God. Come on, somebody, right? Amen. And then you think, well, you know, I must be getting punished. You know, people got the stupidest stereotype. God's punishing me because I was bad. God does not punish you because you're bad. That's a warped perception of God. It's demonic. Well, I... They told me in the church I went to that if you do good, God's for you. But God's mad at me. So God's going to hit me with a big mallet, hammer, and head. No, God does not hit anybody with a mallet from a hammer and a head or none of this stuff. And God ain't killing people neither. These morons at funerals, oh, God took another, picked another flower out of the garden. and get, God don't send nobody. To, to, God don't kill nobody. Right. People got all these whacked ideas. Well, God took them. Like, like a lily of the field. God didn't take nobody. You understand me? Well, you got a, you got a determined time when you go. Baloney. You ain't got no determined time when you go. You go when you go, when you want to go. That's why you got to watch your mouth. Because people don't realize this. They say, well, you know, God plucked another, what do you call it? Plucked another lily. Lily, shut up, man. I'll slap you. God ain't picking no lilies. Nonsense. 
You got right to 120. Take what you want. That's what you got. You can stay here. You know what I mean? You want to stay at 120? Stay. Roll. Say, oh, they, but they took them. God didn't take nobody. Then why don't people die? You watch your mouth. That's why. Say the stupidest stuff in the world. They don't watch their mouth. They don't really, oh, I didn't know my words got that kind of power. They do. That's why. You just keep your mouth right. You know, you hear these people say, well, you know, um, uh, you know, don't say none of that stuff. Negative. Nothing negative. Only positive. You know what I mean? And you know, say, like, well, why people sick? You know, got to fight. I told you what happens with people that get sick. I just run out of time. That's all it is. That's all, I said, God's honest truth. Every person that ever been sick in this building that did not make it, I ran out of time. I cannot renew their mind fast enough to get them to a place to receive God for divine health. Because what you get in a miracle, you can get by faith, but the fight of faith sometimes is too hard. And it's a lot of ground to cover, man, over a little bit of time. And that's why you got to say, that's why you go to, this is why you go to church every Sunday and keep developing this stuff. So when the devil shows up and says, oh, here, you go, oh, no, sorry, bro. Return that back to hell where it came from because I'm not taking it. Now, listen, I don't know everything, and I don't want to know why the good people go. And I don't know, and I don't need to know, and we don't understand all that. But I know this. Guess what? Keep your mouth right. Stay on the promise. That's why you don't say none of this nonsense. I don't know how we got on that, but you need to hear it. Because I got a good, because this is what I'm saying. God gets started. Acts, and, acts of God. All you insurance people know. It's an act of God. No, it ain't no act of God. It's an act of the devil. God ain't bringing no storm and no, no, it's not. He got a, he's all jacked up. Their character is messed up of God because man tried to explain God outside of the word. You can't explain God outside of his word. Stop it. And then they want to say, oh, what about an eye for an eye? Look at the new covenant and show me what grace didn't give you. Ain't no more, man. Got a new covenant. God's a God of love. Wake up tomorrow. I can't wait to get up tomorrow. You say, I got him here. Get all goofy with it. You know what I'm saying? God, I'm up. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. You better start having fun. Y'all that like, oh, thou heavenly father, how I love thee. Man, get up and go, what are we going to do today, God? Let's go get in some trouble. Let's go do some cool faith stuff. You got, I'm telling you, man, it'll change your whole perception because, like, hey, take them on a football field. Like, let's roll. What are we going to do today? Take them out there, man. Be chilling with them, right? Hey, I'm in the car talking to myself all day long. I like the answers. You know? It's like, yeah, man, you got to call. He's your father, man. What are you doing with him? You're so busy with the earth, you ain't even checking in with heaven. God, stop, man. Stop. Hey, it's going to be a great day to get up tomorrow. Go look in the mirror. First thing you do, get up in the morning. Look in the mirror and say, it's going to be a great day together. Let's do this thing. He's in here. Stop doing this. He's in the cloud. He's in the sky. Pastor Liz laughs because I would say, I don't like that scripture. She, she recorded that scripture one time. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the hills where the Lord comes. I said, I don't like it. I like it. It's a good scripture, but we should be cute. I know my help comes from the Lord. I said, I like he ain't coming from no hill. He's living in me. I got to be arrogant once in a while. I have the importunity thing down like a pat. I am, I, am, I am the most importunist person you've ever met. Why? Because I'm a little stuck with it, you know. It helps my mental capacity. But, man, you ain't getting no help from no hill. He lives right in here, man. God in you. That's what makes being Christian so cool because no religion in the world, not that we're a religion, says that God lives in you. He everywhere else but in you. God said, I come live in you. My God in heaven. You know how good you got it? You got the almighty living in you. 
You know what he told me this week? You want to know what he told me this week? It's better than that. And that's big. I was sitting there and he said this. He said, uh, you put, this is God talking to me. He said, you put my words in your mouth, I'll make you God in the earth. I said, you playing. You put my words in your mouth, I'll make you God in the earth. Can't argue with him, he's right. You put my words in your mouth, I'll make you God in the earth. I started thinking, well, he's right. If anybody could do it, it's him. Prove him wrong. You can't. Because once you're joined to the Lord, you're one. I'll make you God in the earth. And I started thinking, like, how many of my words are not lining up to what he said? Because I'm acting like a man the moment I start speaking like one. But he said you can act like God the moment you start speaking like one. Don't say nothing he didn't say. I said, man, you're too good. I'll share it all with you. He shares DD with you. Colossus said, that's big. Ain't nothing in the world talking like that to you. I'll share DD with you. I'll make you God in the earth. People sound it's too big. Why do he you say he's the king of kings? He's Lord of lords. Many, many gods in the earth. That's what you are. They crucified Ken Copeland for saying it. Ken Copeland preached that sermon. He said, God's in the earth. They got mad. Because religion can't stand you. I don't care who you like, don't like. Guess what? Why are you not like God's in the earth? You're talking too big. This could be too big. No, no, no. That's what God wants you to have. That's your father. I'm just reading what he said. I didn't write the book. So to say, well, you know, I just want to go to normal church and hear normal sermons. You can be as normal as you want. I don't want to be normal. I want to be supernatural. So this is supernatural. This ain't like, oh, you know, hey. No. Get your mouth lined up with the word of God. Know who your heavenly father is and don't say nothing different. And when your knees want to, and your, your knees are going to be knocking. You understand me? Let, let, me, let me help you. Uh, you. You bold every day? No, some days I'm freaking out. I just don't let the freaking out get in my mouth. I'm telling you what, the more you start rolling with this thing, you know what starts happening? What are you going to do, go back in the boat? What are you going to do, go back in the boat? I ain't going back in the boat. Why? Because all that boat is regret. Are you going to go for it? You better go for it because you don't go for it. All you're going to have? Ten years down the road, a bunch of regret about a bunch of promises you didn't go for. So let's go. What do you believe in God for? Anything I get my hands on to stretch the capacity of my vision. Why? Because I don't want to turn around 20 years from now and not have enough time. Time, people were waiting on time. Time changes nothing. You understand me? Time changes nothing. 
Oh, if I just, well, look, uh, 10 years, no, 20 years from now, it ain't going to change until you start making the decisions to change. And I want my relationship to God, with God to go to a whole other level. So you know what you got to do? You got to start cultivating this relationship based upon the word of God, knowing he's your heavenly father. Look at the next point. Was that four? Look at this one. Write this down. You never have to earn the love of your father. Now listen to me. Now listen, some of you maybe felt like I had to earn the love of my, heaven, my earthly father. It's true. You know, that's one thing I really try to do with the kids, man. I don't want them to ever feel like they have to meet a bar for me to be pleased with them. But you got goals. It's a slippery slope because you got goals for them, you know, all of them. And you want, them, you, know, you want them to hit a bar like, you know, man, I want, the only reason why you're telling them what you're telling them is because you want them to have it easier than you had it. It's not like you're a jerk. You're just like, hey, man, you're busting your chops about the school because I stunk in school. And you don't want him to, like, just stare out the window or her staring out the window. So what do you do? You're like, you're telling get your grades right, you know. And then grandma snitches and tells him you were a dud in school. Thanks. I appreciate you. But, and he goes, well, you, you didn't give me. Mimi told me you stunk. I was like, well, look how good I turned out. Praise God. Join me in the ministry. Let's go, kid. And otherwise, you're driving your mother up a wall, right? So you got these, you know, you got these, these places you want them to get to, not at, for approval, but because you love them and you don't want them to go through some of the things you went through. But sometimes in life, some of you guys had that standard like, you're never good enough. You're never going to meet that bar. There's some expectation that your parent as a father had that made you feel like, you got to earn it, the love, the respect. Sometimes you feel like, man, I don't know if I've ever made these people, I don't know if I made them proud. Sometimes guys ain't free with that. And some of you went through that. I'm sorry, I, you know, I can't, I can't, I don't know, I can't. All I can tell you is God can help you. God's not like that. You know, nothing, I got buddies, nothing was ever good enough. I seen it. You know, nothing was ever good enough for this guy. Whatever they did, you know, they were smart. You could have been smarter. You did this. It was never good enough. Nothing was ever good enough. You did something good. They, dad's just like, could have done better. I see it with sports sometimes, man. You know, with the kid. The kid, kid does good, but he never, you didn't do good enough. You know, or you, you, could, you were good, but you're not, you know. And you try to achieve this unrealistic goal of expectations and you, you chase your life. There's people I know are, 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 are chemically bound right now in addiction because they lived in environments like this because they, they, just wanted, they just wanted the approval of their father and they never got it. Some of you guys, man, dad just split. You don't even know who he is. Look, that's got to be hard, man. Why didn't you love me enough to stay? I tell everybody in this building that comes to me, parents, listen to me, man. Kids just want to know, like, when, when you go through divorce and you go through this, all these kids want to know is this. Why didn't you love me enough? I'm just telling you the reality, man. I see the fallout. You don't see the fallout. I see it. Maybe some of you do. I get this all day long. The fallout is these kids don't understand why you didn't love. I know you, might, you don't have to love mommy enough. You don't have to love daddy enough. Why didn't you love me enough to stay? I don't know, man. All of us got regret. I'm not here beating. I don't want to beat you now. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's your story. Maybe that's where you live. But 
but that ain't your heavenly father. So don't you try comparing your heavenly father to an earthly father or a mother because there's no love like agape. Ain't nobody ever seen it in the earth. And this is what Jesus said about what he can do. And don't forget this point number four. Check this out. And then I'm going to read you the scripture, but I want you to see it, right? Romans 5. Look at this. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, he died for us. No greater love than that. He didn't die for you because you were perfect. He died for you and gave you life, and you were a mess. You were a complete stinking mess. And he'd do it over and over and over again. It's nothing you did to earn the love of your father, and it's nothing you're going to do to keep it. He just gave it freely because he loves you. Now, you live like that, tomorrow's going to be great. Well, I can't wait. I'm, gonna roll with, I'm rolling with God, man. Praise my dad, man. Praise the Lord. This is fun. Get up and just have fun with it. You know, like, hey, I'm up. What are you doing today? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, your head just blows up. Like, I'm, 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 I told the kids, I said, look, I'm not qualified to be a father. I don't even know what I'm doing. There's no manual. There's no, like, hey, this is how you do it. I said, I'm probably jacking you all up. But whatever I break, Jesus can fix. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He's like magic eraser. Makes all the problems go away. Come on. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And last point. Here it is. This is it. We're ready to go. There is no mistake for you to lose God's love. You can't do nothing. You can't lose God. Now, people will wake up one day and stop loving you because they're just finicky. You know what I mean? But there's, you get what I'm saying with that mentality? There's no mistake you're going to do that God's like, oh, that's it. I'm not loving you no more. You're a dud. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that good? Like you're a tonal bonehead, and Jesus is like, oh, no, I love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ain't this cool? Like I'm a complete disaster, and God's like, oh, no, I love you. That's your heavenly father. That's how we got to start seeing him. Because he loves you so much. Look what it says. It's Romans. They got it over there. Check this out. Y'all know this scripture, but you need to say it. Check it out. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present nor things to come, can what? Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate it. Ain't that good news? Ain't that great? Somebody wake up tomorrow and say, I don't love you no more. Walk out on you. Some of you went through that. God is not a man. He don't act like men. He acts like God. But the thing is, we got these perceptions about him. We don't know who he is. Just go pure. Read the Bible. This is what it says. Or believe, believe what I'm telling you. Everything I told you, I showed you scripture. God, God's just like, hey, it's a mess. God, I bring my mess to God. He turns it into a message. You know what I mean? I bring my mistakes to God. He turns it into a miracle. I don't know how he does it. He's the reversal. Man, he does it. And you want to know what? My God, man. He loves you. Ain't that good news? I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Let's make you want to get up tomorrow, get excited, wake up and say, hey, where are we going today? Let's have some fun. He loves you, man. Whatever you take away from today, just take this. Because I like what I said in the beginning, and it, re it really blessed me. Because it helped me. It helped me when I read it. It really made me feel good. Because I know. Okay? God... wants more than, let me just say it like this. God is a personal God. He created you 
with the ability to have a relationship with him. That's why he made you the way he made you. And that's what he wants more than anything else. That's why I made Adam. He was going to hang out with him. God wanted interaction with someone, so he made Adam. He made Eve. He wanted to have fellowship. He wanted to walk with him in a cool day and have fun. He messed it all up, Adam. But don't, it's all about relationship. So where's your relationship at with your Heavenly Father? If you've got to make some adjustments, today's the day. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for all the people in this building today. Father, I just thank you that we're making those heavenly adjustments in our Father's house. I thank you, Father, that today, today, we're going to a whole other level of understanding who our Father is and what He wants and what He wants to do in our life. I thank you, Lord, that our understanding of who you really are goes to a whole other level based upon what you said in your word, nothing else. Thank you for leading us and guiding us and helping us. And let us discover our Heavenly Father like never before. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.